You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Sportage has been unleashed. He bowls Warner in the air, over cover, out to four. Flated away. Marsh just unloads <laughs> over backwards, square leg, if you don't mind, off the first one he sees. Warner goes in a wide yep. one, high, straight, six. He's the bully boy right now, Dave Warner. Marsh That's goes okay. Big. That's big. That is mighty, almost into the third tier. He's in red hot form. He is swinging the bat harder than I've seen a player do so. Southie to Maxwell. That's shorter and that's straighter at the body. There Maxwell takes on the man at deep backward square leg. And Maxwell beats the man at deep backward square six. Southie in. Bowls to Maxwell. Reverse oh. for the boundary. Look at him go. Australia wins its first T20 World <laughs> Cup. Mitch Marsh is on a lap of honour. He's thrown away the helmet. Tossed the bat. And he's running around madly in Dubai. A chase of brute force. And a team that wasn't rated coming in will lift the trophy and be the source of tremendous national pride. Australia win by eight wickets. And wouldn't you know it, Glenn Maxwell did it with a reverse. You beauty. The Aussies winning the T20 World Cup for early hours of this morning. Welcome to Sports Day, Monday night. What a way to kick it off. Jason Matthews here in the Sports Day studio, joined by Scotty Sattler. Uh, hello, Sats. Hey, Badge. I mean, uh, Badge. Woogie, Good, okay. uh, Woogie oh. and listeners. Uh, of course, yeah, Badge is on holidays. Um, are we still going to do the, the studio? Nah, we'll do it tomorrow night because I want to talk about the T20 World okay, Cup tonight. It deserves we, its own space. Yeah, we, don't, we don't have room. What a night it was. A great night of, uh, of, of T20 cricket. I woke up and watched it. Woogie, you as the well, well, proclaimed cricket expert who wanted David Warner sacked after uh, all right. one game. This is not true. Uh, end up getting player of the tournament. Uh, but in saying that, what a what a tremendous uh, achievement by the Australian side. He came into the tournament ranked seventh in the world in T20. Yeah, and we spoke to Steve War last week, and you know, he knows it better than anyone. He said, if we if we get the right team, we'll we'll beat anyone, and that's exactly what they did. A, a good total set by New Zealand, and then um, and Kane Williamson outstanding. But the Australian opening openers of uh, Warner, Finch, and then, of course, Marsh comes in, Maxwell, just to finish them off. It was outstanding. Just for the record, yeah, I, th- I thought Warner was in bad form coming into the series, which he was, and I did say he gets two more games, and we spoke about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our guests tonight, Ian Healy, said he needed three games, and he was spot on. Yep. After that, he was in form. Uh, awesome. Mitch Marsh, never been a big fan of Mitch Marsh. But I tell you what, hasn't his game improved? Well, at least in this format, 
And I know Ian Healy is now calling for his inclusion into the test team for the first test to bat at number five. We'll talk to Hills about that. Well, they've they're pretty much settled on the opening partnership, it looks like. Marcus Harris and also David Warner. What, hang on. They've, they've settled on Marcus Harris. They will. No, they won't. Okay. But in saying well, why, that... Why, why Mitch, do you think they're doing that then? Mitch, it's about left-handers. Too many left-handers. They don't want too many left-handers because Broad and Co, Jimmy Anderson and Co are very good against left-handers. So they don't want too many of them. I'm just putting that question down to okay. Ian Healy as Mitch well. Marsh uh, looks like getting into that number, f- uh, number five uh, position now in the in the batting order and no better audition than, than I know it's T20, but still it's about handling pressure. I'm like you. I've been really critical of the Marsh brothers over recent years, but um, the older he gets, the greater cricket I, I, um, intelligence that he's getting. Um, he was outstanding, absolutely outstanding in these last three games. Hey, speaking of guests too, by the way, Joel and Fletch will join us a little later on and Paralympian Matty de Rosario, uh, Rosario, Rosario, I should say, Rosario will be joining us. She's an amazing well. young lady, this lady. I'm nervous talking to her. I think mm. we had our greatest guest ever on Sports Day last week in Steve Waugh, but this, this lady tops it. And we first of all saw what she did at uh, Tokyo and then to win the to be the first female to win the New York uh, Australian female to win the New York Marathon last week, absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. I, she's inspiring. Uh, she's she's into something which I'll I'll talk about. No, nothing sinister. Yeah. Uh, by the way, um, you got something in common with her. Yeah. I absolutely I have, and it's not athletic ability. Let me put it to you that way. I concur. Uh, and um, yeah, there's some interesting. She's a very interesting character, uh, Maddie. We'll chat to her. As well, plus uh, Chris Nelson will be joining us, and your text you can join us too. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Um, I got some text straight away. Mm-hmm. Danger! Uh, how the hell did that idiot Dave Warner get man of the series in twenty twenty? Only had two decent scores. I think he had three decent scores. Danger! You can't call him an idiot. No, I wouldn't call him an idiot. But oh, it's I thought Adam Zampa was a lay down Mazzare. Yeah, his numbers were phenomenal. You know, as a bowler, is outstanding but, because the T Twenty, of course, many thought that the it was going to be the death of the spin bowler T Twenty cricket. But it, they're one of your greatest assets, and Adam Zampa was outstanding for Australia through the whole tournament. Yeah, um, Glenn, the uh, Newcastle Reality Kings already texted us here. Sats, you deal with this. It's good day, bad Sats and Woogie getting in early tonight before you all start waxing lyrical about the great Aussie cricket win last night. Well, too late, mate. Well, we shan't be waxing lyrical about Celebrity MasterChef, which you said was the greatest ever last night. Not me. Uh, Glenn. No, Glenn. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, I did watch Parental Guidance last night. Oh, mate, I watched... Aria maybe watch it with her mm-hmm. for 20 minutes and said, I'm out of here. <laughs> that is, I'm sorry, that is the one of the worst shows I've ever seen. It's not too bad. It's good. It's horrible, No, mate. because it makes you look at what sort of parent you are in the modern age. No. What I sort of parent it, you would be if you had young children? I came into the kitchen to make a cup of tea and Aria's watching it, one of my daughters, and she's going, oh, look at these parents. And I, I saw some kid tell a bad joke that didn't even make sense and I turned around and left again. It is a, <laughs> it's a horrible show, Sats. It's not. You don't need to be reminded that you are a bad parent. <laughs> you don't. Anyway, continue on with uh, Glenn, the Reality Kings. Text. No, he just talks about the handsome head chef, uh, Vu Demon, with his piercing blue eyes and Tilly, the what? gorgeous big brown eyes. And I'm like, gosh, he, if they're both single, they should be on The Bachelor and The Bachelor. Uh, he's gone off on a tangent here, Glenn. 
Uh, g'day, I do like Babs. your text, but keep going. Saps, Woogie, my Penrith players. Uh, Sporty Gav, you're a night early. We'll hold on to that well, for tomorrow night. he didn't know that. He thought it was going to be tonight. You've changed Well, tech. he's clearly, you know what he's done? He's researched that throughout the day, stored it in his phone and hit send without listening to the start of the show. That's called preparation. And I applaud Sporty Gav <laughs> every day that he texts the show. If you want to try and polarise the fans and the mm-hmm. listeners, go right ahead, but okay. do it at your own peril. Um, I do want to ask. I do want to ask our listeners tonight on oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. What have you stayed up all night for? Well, what do you, you know? Like what sporting event? Or I don't know. Maybe it was something else. But there are a lot of tired and cranky Aussies today, like us. Well, I didn't. I didn't get not up. At, you. You didn't get up. <laughs> I did. I got up at four a.m. So I. Rec- I'm the smart guy in the room. I recorded it and then caught up. It's not as patriotic as what you like to claim to be. That you woke up and you taped it on. Foxtel, and then you rewind, rewound it. Like that's that's not patriotic. So I've got a very important job here mm. at Sports Day. If I if I'm not on my toes, and there's, there's no show, mm. you understand that. What have we? What have you stayed up for? Yes, go and say it. America's Cup. No, the Kangaroo Tours, the games in England. I used Good to call. wake up as a kid. Uh, I can remember '86 and '90, of course, but '86 as a teenager, I used to wake up and watch all the round games where they used to play against Lee and Castleford and Leeds. And I used to wake up and watch all of those games. And they're always at like two o'clock in the morning. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Remember when the Australian uh, West Indie tours used to be on TV? I used mm-hmm. to get up and watch those from, from, from the Windies. But I don't, I don't think people get up and watch stuff as much anymore because you can watch it later on KO. You can tape it on Foxtel like I don't, did. Don't read your phone before you go and watch it well, I didn't. Results I didn't. And... T- well, you know I don't read my phone anyway. That's um, a lie, but anyway. <laughs> Not on weekends, I don't. But you know what I mean? I don't know. Is it such a bigger deal now that you can watch on demand? Do you actually, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know whether people do it, but I guess a lot of people did get up for the America's Cup. I've watched the odd FA Cup mm-hmm. in the middle of the night, but that's, I don't know. I can't think of it anyway. You no, I think us. you're right. I think you're right. Because of streaming services now with, with KO and Co, that you, you don't have to get up and, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, I think there would be a majority of people that would replay it early on in the morning. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. What have you stayed up for? And it doesn't actually necessarily have to be a um, a uh, sporting event as well. You right, mate? I'm trying to fix the mouse. Yeah. Is this more technology breaking down in the Sports Day studio? Mm. We're down to a half a computer now. Uh, what else do I want to throw out there? Oh, what was your greatest sporting moment from the weekend as well? We're going to get into the Kia Top Seven real soon and. Did you have a great moment at all, listeners? Over the weekend? Yeah. Uh, outside of the cricket, of course. Um, what I really loved is a story about two Australian women representing in golf. Oh, you're going to bring that up in the Kia Top 7. Yeah. I've got one that didn't make the Kia Top 7. Dallas Cowboys bouncing back against oh. the Atlanta Falcons this morning. Now, Adrian, Adrian from Dural on 0457-736-736, he's saying... By the way, Woogie sounds extra whiny tonight. Any reason for it? Don't know what he's talking. I'm not even responding to that clown. 0457 736 736. Get your text messages through. Sports Day, sports update. Uh, for New Farm, Australian through and through. Time for a sports update. As predicted, Pierce is gone. Uh, granted a release from the night sats. Yeah, well, we predicted this a, a while ago, didn't we? It's always going to be about... Uh, 
the Newcastle Knights and having a plan B. Now, I'd like to think they've got plan B. Tim Sheen's came back to the West Tigers and his uh, priority meeting first was about st- um, stabilising Luke Brooks at the club and they've said all along that he's not going anywhere. So if that's the case and reading between the lines that he will be at the West Tigers next year, which I hope he is Luke Brooks. I hope he does stay there. It looks as though that he will. I don't know what plan B is going to be for Newcastle. I wouldn't have let him go. I would have, in the first week, I would have said, no, you're our halfback. You signed here for, ne- for next season. We need you at this club. And I would have just put all the rumours to bed. But, yeah, he's been released. Uh, he's going to go over to France and um, hook up with his mate Jimmy Maloney. Not on the field, probably off the field. And um, and I don't like it because he still had a contract, uh, still contract in place at the Newcastle Knights. But at the end of his career, it's... It's probably the last chance he's going to get to go and play in the UK Super League. But I, I, I just don't like losing quality players out of the NRL, and he is still mm. a quality player. Uh, the million-dollar question is, who replaces him? Well, there's Adam Clune's been signed up there. Uh, does Tex Hoy go to fullback? Does Caelan Ponga move into the halves? Is young Phoenix Croslin, who I think is still a bit away from, from securing a number seven jersey or number six jersey. So um, there's no out-and-out. Solution straight away. Now, Adam Clune is the most obvious choice. Um, and Jake Clifford's there as well. Are they going to... Reading, again, reading between the lines, it, it seems to me that that Pong will maybe move up into the front line in the jersey number six. You need, well, some, you need some strike there. I, they've got Joey there. So they've got some good coaching uh, next season. Yeah, but season. Joey can't run on the field. No, Jason. But, but I know he can't, mate. That's well, he could. Maybe he's going to be the new number seven at the Knights. But he he's there to help develop whoever they put in that number seven jersey. Um, over at the Bulldogs, John Asiata tells the Bulldogs he'd prefer to go and work on a construction shop site rather than be forced into a COVID jab. Well, some good news for you, John, is that if you work on a construction site, you also need to be double vaxxed as well. Yeah, and, you know, it's an admirable job working on construction. It's what hard work. I mean, Absolutely. I remember Roy Simmons used to always say to us when we started whinging about training, he said, you know, go and spend five days with with someone in summer, you know, digging holes and filling concrete and you know, get, and then realise how lucky you've got it as a, as a professional sports person. So be careful what you wish for, John, because hmm. you've got a very small window in rugby league to do something that you love. But in saying that, we saw an AFL player who's retired because – he doesn't want to get the COVID jab. And if that's if that's the case, John Asiata, respect your decision. Yeah, good luck to you. Yeah, absolutely. Good luck to you. So the, he's not the only big name, though. Uh, and he's only just joined the Bulldogs. So Tao Malolo from the North Well, he's the Cowboys. biggest name at the moment. He's the biggest name that hasn't received uh, the vaccination. Uh, there's four players from the Canberra Raiders uh, reading a list on Fox Sports over the last 24 hours. There's 14 or 15 players that haven't been vaccinated yet. And... Um, you start thinking, is it a ploy to try and get out of your contract? Now, that's the pessimist side of me saying that. I don't think it is. I don't think players would stoop to that level. Um, in saying that, you, you get out of your contract, you go to a new club, you get further information and feel far more safer around the the, the vaccine going into your body. So, therefore, I'm going to get, get – I don't I don't think players would stoop to that level. But, Sats, if you, if you were um, – if it was mandated by the NRL mm. and you refused to get – the jab, mm. then you'd be delisted. So you couldn't use that as a ploy. Yeah. So this is the problem where, because the NRL haven't mandated it, they're leaving it to clubs to manage it. What happens to these players? They just have to be stood down until they get to, do they get paid? What, well, they what happens? Last week, they, they are stood down in an in, in inactive list. 
So it means no money? Well, no, you still, you'd still be paid. Well, well, that's disgusting. You'd still be paid, I would think, a partial part of your salary because you're not fulfilling all of your duties. You're not filling any. Well, you'd still You can't be, train with the team. Well, you'd still be training, but you'd still be training in some capacity. But that's disruptive. Yeah, it is. And it's the world we live in. The, the last 18 months, of two years has been disruptive. But the NRL have taken this stance where it's a freedom of choice, a freedom of speech, and we've got to respect that. And I've got to say, I've got to say, I'm surprised there's only very few players that haven't been vaccinated. I think I think the NRL done, have done a fantastic yep. job in the clubs at uh, ensuring the players are in a, in a safe and healthy environment. I want to get your opinion on this a little bit more later on, but the Eels still haven't signed Gutho, Clint Gu- uh, Reed Marnie or Junior Paulo. Well, there's 13 players out of their top 30 that are off contract at the end of next year. But out of those big three, and I want to know from our listeners as well, we'll talk more about this later, but mm-hmm. from our listeners first up, 0457 736 736, out of those three, if you could choose one, that you want to sign at the Eels. Well, who's from, your priority? Yeah, 2023. Who is your priority out of Junior Paulo, Gutho, or Reid Marnie? And 04, why? 0457 That's our sports update for New Farm's products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm, Australian through and through. This is Sports David Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Ian Healy. Cricketing legend, Aussie cricket legend, joins us next to put a little bow on the Aussies' T20 World Cup win this morning. He joins us next on Sports Day. Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Yeah, Badger's on holidays. You've got Sats and Jace here tonight, 0457 736 736. Uh, keep your text messages calming through. We'll get to that in just a sec. Of course, the Aussies won the T20 World Cup early this morning. Good to see. It's been a bad weekend for the Kiwis, hasn't it? We'll get into that in the uh, Kia Top 7 in just a moment. But uh, Aussie cricketing legend Ian Healy joins us now. G'day, Heels. G'day, Jase. How are you? G'day, Sats. Heels. We're good, Heels. Uh, what a great win uh, by the Aussies this morning. And I guess the two really positive things to come out of this, Dave Warner gets back in form, which is good to see. But the surprise packet, Mitch Marsh. How good was he, Heels? Yeah, very good. And uh, we should never underestimate the quality of that win. It, it was a very difficult tournament to win, even to make the semi-finals. You know, you, you qualify into a group of two, two groups of six, and the top two go through. We had a, a whole pool. All our six teams were tough. So to be in those top two, that's a great thing to get through to the semis, and we won them and the finals. So great win. David Warner uh, worked really hard to get that form back and get his balance and coordination, you know, between footwork and, you know, platform, a solid base so that his bat speed could come back. And Mitch Marsh was always in great form, they said. He, he was the only player we had when we recently toured Bangladesh and the West Indies and got beaten badly. He was in good shape and he got himself into that number three position and and did it absolute justice in the T20. He, he was... Just, you know, so powerful last night, 77, not out of 50 pills. Heels, as you've said on a number of occasions, when T20 was first launched, we all thought it was going to be the death of the the spin bowler. But obviously, they've been one of the greatest assets. Leading into the World Cup, the T20 World Cup, 
were you surprised that Australia's bowling attack was always going to be primarily speed? Yeah, we thought we might uh, mix everything up a little bit. I, I, well, I think the wickets were better than I expected. Mm. You know, Ricky Ponting had said through the IPL, where you know they just hosted the IPL through those venues um, of Abu Dhabi, Dubai, and Sharjah, and he said the wickets were tired. And wherever oh, we all thought, oh, that's not very good. But the, the wickets they brought up had grass on them at times, and it bounced nicely and helped everyone. So it was a really good effort by by the hosts. Um, so with the wickets the way they were, we had an attack that suited, and that, and that could be fast bowlers. Um, they still had the bowl very well, um, and I thought our quicks did. They, they mixed it up and combined really well through the whole tournament. If, if Stark was expensive, Hazelwood and Cummins clamped it down, um, and vice versa. Um, and then the, the one feature, the, the one consistent was Zampa. Mm. You know, his last three games were one for mm. 20, one for 22 and one for 26. You bowl 24 balls at, at, at quality world-class batsmen that are trying to slog you for six, and you keep it to 26 runs at the worst. That's, mm. that's incredible. He, I think he was probably a uh, player of the tournament. But, but happy to go with the glory boys, the batsmen. You know, they, they get out there and, you know, slog. And if they get out, the team looks after them and, and covers up for them. But, but yeah, Zampa was perfect for, for Australia. Heels, uh, before we get on to some Ashes chat, how important was that win to Australian cricket last night? And how do you reckon the celebrations were in the, in the change rooms afterwards? Yeah, I don't think they're the lunatics we used to be. Uh, <laughs> they're... They're uh, a bit conditioned to social media now, so they, they they probably go a little easier than we would have. Um, so I hope they really enjoyed a celebration where you sit down, you feel extremely satisfied, and and you know to to have achieved so highly, and you've got nothing to do tomorrow. The, the worst they might have had to do to, or today or tomorrow is pack their bags. Mm. Um, so. Uh, you know, that, that's a, that's a great feeling and they, know, they deserve to enjoy that feeling. Um, but they all also know the ones who are, you know, in contention to play the Ashes. They got a big, a big season coming up. So, so it, it was great. Now, I likened, as I was watching it last night, I likened that victory to the 1987 one day World Cup. I wasn't in the team, but that young Australian team. So young Dean Jones, David Boone, Jeff Marsh, Stephen Waugh. Um, then Craig McDermott, Simon O'Donnell, Michael Valletta, that, they won the World Cup of one-day cricket out of the blue, 66 to 1 outsiders. And, and that gave us 20 years of success and confidence. In two years after that, we won the Ashes for the first time in a decade, you know? It, the confidence of that win last night will, will set up a generation of cricketers very well. With the Ashes coming up, I know it's a completely different format, Heels, but the audition, to try and find a place in an Ashes squad. How much does that play, even though it's only T20, for someone like Mitch Marsh? Oh, it's probably mostly irrelevant, but you don't play like that. You, you know, you, you're not in that sort of form. Uh, like the boys said, at the start of that tournament, they used to go and surround his net and just watch him bat. Mm. He was hitting the ball that well. So, so uh, he not only hit it well, he performed while he was in great form. 
and dominated a World Cup final. We're not going to waste that experience, surely. Mm. You know, that sort of experience and confidence now for mine can transfer into batting number five for Australia. So, so you know, I'm happy. Um, he's competing heavily with Travis Head now in that number five spot. It might even be Usman Kawaja. If, if the, as we think, uh, the selectors have hinted that Marcus Harris will open. So, so Mitch Marsh right in there now. Um, and because an extraordinary performance. Um, and, you know, I think it'll translate fine. Talking about Harris and Jason and I were talking about it earlier on. Harris looks like he may have locked down that opening, opening position with Warner. Um, if we're reading between the lines at the moment, but. Mm. What, why? Why have they probably made a decision on him? Is it around too many left-handers? Is it? Is it the way that Broad and Anderson and Co can bowl to the left-handers? They don't. They don't want two openers that are left-handers with Kawaja. No, Harris a left-hander too. Oh, he's too. Right? Of course. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so no, it doesn't seem to be. It's just I think what happened. I think Marcus Harris was the opener they selected when Will Pukowski went down with his shoulder in Sydney last year. So Marcus Harris played in Brisbane the last test and that's the selectors thinking. He's the next in line. And 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 we love him. And I am happy with that. So I'm I'm happy over with Uzi. that. Over Aussie. Over Hills? I yeah, mean, he's no, walking. I'm not ha- I'm ha- I'm happy with that sort of um train of thought by selectors. You know, when you pick someone for Australia, you're saying we love you, right? And you should be very hard to drop. Uh, now I just I just need to see him in you know another good score this week. I think they played New South Wales again, um, and I, I'm not going to criticise selectors for sticking with someone they picked in the last Test match we played. But mm. you know I, I probably um, you know I, I'm Osman's very close. I, I would have Osman, and I'm not criticising selectors for sticking with someone who they they picked uh, one Test ago. Mm. Yeah, interesting. I think Joey Burns opened the batting. Uh, I think he played in a, the first couple of tests of last summer and got dropped, I think, after a couple of tests in that opening spot. Probably for Pikoski, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you about the Ashes and, and the first test. That bowling attack that bowled last night, that, that surely they've just got to be, you know, that's our that's our bowling attack. Mine is Zampa. Nathan Lyon comes in for... For Zampa, that 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 would be your opening bowling attack for the first Test Hills. Yeah, I reckon. Uh, I reckon. Um, and then and then it sounds to me like they're going to play it by year, test by test. Uh, but they they're going to take a they're going to take a message from last year. So they played all the tests and didn't rotate. So they finished Sydney where they had a long last day. Then they couldn't get uh, India out on the last day in Brisbane, the last test. So I think they might freshen them up this year, and there might be some spots for. Whether, whether it be Mark Deckerty, Michael Neeser, if he gets that hammy right, or, or now Jai Richardson's pushing in there, or Sean Abbott or Scott Bowen, they're the ones that are putting their names up. So, so there could be some sort of minor rotations. Um, but I, I think those quicks are in wonderful form. I, yeah. I like the look of them. They, they're steaming in and they look very loose. So that's great. And, uh, so if they can just control that red ball, they're going to be a real handful. Can't wait. What are we, uh, three and a half weeks away? That's the, all, eh? It's coming oh, up quick. How exciting. And, geez, the Poms have been quiet in isolation, haven't they? Like, they're, I don't think well, our drinks... We, the media, yeah. I bet the media have been on the World Cup, see? Ah, and now I bet the yes. media are all down the Gold Coast today having a look at what's happening around there. We'll, so, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll be we, down we're there. Gonna, we're about to see a lot. We'll be down there tomorrow with drink cards, mate, uh, handing those out so they, yes. the boys can get into a bit of trouble on the, on the glitter strip. We'll make sure we take care of that. We don't. Don't mention trouble. 
it's just fun. That's, <laughs> yeah, all. that's right. But the, trouble, the trouble happens on its own. So just say, fellas, we want you to enjoy your tour. A lovely reward on the way for those Aussie cricketers who've just won the T20 World Cup. Two weeks quarantine uh, when they get back to uh, back to Queensland in a couple of days' time. Heels, appreciate your time, mate, here on Sports Day. Take care. Cheers, fellas. Bye. Cheers. Ian Healy, cricketing great here on Sports Day. How's that, though? You've just won the T20 World Cup. And you've got to – you come back home, so you fly in from, where is it, Dubai, mm. get back into Brisbane, and congratulations, here's your ticket for two weeks hotel quarantine. They'll get out of quarantine seven days or eight days before the first test. Mm. So you're saying there should be an exemption or uh, – Yeah. Really? Yes, of course. Okay. Mind you, if you're living in your car over the border, you can't come back, so – why should the Aussie cricketers be allowed to, exactly. I guess? Yeah. Uh, we better get to a break. Thanks, Heels. This is Sports Day for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been le- unleashed. It's been a massive weekend in world sport. We've got the Kia Top 7 on the way next. Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Now on Sports Day, the big moments from a big weekend in sport. The Kia Top 7. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Certainly has. Uh, It has been a massive weekend in sport, and we should uh, get straight into it, shouldn't we, Sats? Number seven, the Wallabies lose again. Uh, This time to England. Deep Australia, Icky Tau looking to beat with feet and does so. Icky Tau, Latu, back for Icky Tau, was chasing McDermott and again that Polish missing and England through Dombrand. This is Blumier, Blumier for the line. England do it late. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's not lose again. And we, we have been on a really good stretch. We've lost the last two well, games. But um, um, what I mean is lose again to England. That's eight yeah, straight under is. Eddie Ed, Jones. Eddie Jones. And I mean, our penalty count was ridiculous. Michael Se- Hooper injured, injured lower leg as well. But you're not going to win a game by conceding 17 penalties. Yeah, well, you know, I, I no, th- that's ridiculous. I know. But in rugby, you know, I think some of the penalties are ridiculous anyway. Well, so. if you if you are left-handed and use your right hand, all of a sudden you're Penalty. penalised. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this is a great story, and, and it's great for Aussie women's golfers. Uh, Australian Sue O. Oh, she uh, declared she wouldn't have to share her parents' V-dub in Melbourne ever again <laughs> after she got a hole in one in Florida that earned her a two-year lease on a Lamborghini of her choice. What? Yeah, and and in a double win. Major champion, Hannah Green, she's been sharing a rental car with O as well, and she picked up the $1.3 million bonus for winning a season-long competition on the LPGA Tour. That's great. How good's that? That is awesome. awesome. Number five on the Kia Top 7, love him, I hate him, Lewis Hamilton, Mm. has won the Brazilian Grand Prix. But it's how he did this. After fighting his way back from a disqualification. Yeah, he started last. Yeah, he had some, um, the measurements or the, something to do with the aerodynamics of his wing. Yep. So they yeah put him to the back of the, the back of the uh, the starting 
grid. All right. Is he talking in this? Because I, I can't. I, I don't want to listen to him. Lewis Hamilton now has the checker flag in sight for his 101st win. Hamilton, against the odds, has come home to win the Sao Paulo Grand Prix. What a victory for Lewis Hamilton. He's not ready to loosen his grip on that championship trophy. Not- yeah, good news for uh, Lewis Hamilton there. Well, you got the fastest car, everyone. doesn't matter if you start last. Most money. <laughs> Most money. Uh, number four. This is We spoke about Remy Gardner last week. Son, of course, Wayne Gardner, former yep. world champion, 500. CC. He was crowned world champion over the weekend. Australia have a Moto2 world champion. It's brilliant. It's Remy. He's done it. Moto2 world champion 2021. Remy Gardner has emulated his father's success. He's celebrating down there on the left and you wouldn't put it past him. Getting many, many more victories to come when he moves up into MotoGP next year. That answered our question from last week. What's that? He's moving up to MotoGP. Yep. And all you have to do is start on the bike. He finished 10th to win the world championship. How good is that? Amazing. Amazing. Uh, 23-year-old Will Brown fights off Red Bull's Win Cup and Van Gisborne, who are having their own fight. Yeah, uh, they win race 28 of the supercars, and it was Will Brown's first ever win. Out of the final corner for yeah! the last time. Yes! And a run yeah! down the front straight. <laughs> and this is a mega moment for Will Brown. Congratulations. First ever supercar victory. <laughs> How good is that? Can I do donuts, Tommy? Can I do donuts? All he wanted to do were donuts. Do you know what? I feel sorry for him because throughout that race when I was watching it, all I was watching was this battle going on between Van Gisberg and a wing cup. They're trying to run each other off the track and there was that much panel damage. Everyone forgot that young Will Brown was out the front. This is second and third. They caught him, and he held on that last three laps. He had wing cup up his bum, Mm. and he held on. Outstanding It's great to hear the excitement, isn't it? Yeah. Now, the Irish continue their good form over the All Blacks by winning on the weekend. This is an amazing result, 29-20. A huge moment in the life of Joey Carberry. He can put it out of reach. Come the day, come the hour, and the glory will be with Ireland. The crowd love it, and Ireland now just seconds away from a thoroughly deserved win. They'll put it into touch and fitting that James Lowe, who had the first say, has the last say. Famous victory again. Brilliant Ireland. What about the crowd? The crowd was amazing. Did you see the haka? Yeah. And the crowd was singing mm, it's amazing. to drown out the haka. I, I love that. We, we let the Kiwis get away with this too often. It's tribal warfare. You've yeah, got, you got to respect that's it. That's right. You've got to respect it. And they've got to accept opposition to it because in war, it's not all one way. Absolutely. And I thought that was, oh, mate, the hairs on the back mm. of my neck were standing up. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, go on YouTube and have a look. But, um, yeah, they've beaten them three times now, the Irish, have beaten the All Blacks. Out of five, wasn't it? Yeah. It took them over 100, yeah. I think it was 107 years to Fair beat enough. the All Blacks. Wow. Yeah. You know what we should do? Next time the All Blacks do the Harker against the Wallabies, we should get, like, Nicky Webster to come out and do, like, strawberry kisses. Or, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Something, you know, something t- to put them off. In 2011 World Cup, yeah. it was uh, the All Blacks versus France. Yep. And uh, Tour de Soir, who was the who was the captain of France, he actually he got his team to form an arrow. Yes. And he stood at the front. And people said that was disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, no. I love, I love the Hark. I love everything about the Hark. I don't I think it the... should be done in opposition's countries, though. 
Oh, yeah. It's not your land. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh, I think yeah. it should be something only reserved for your home ground. Yeah. Or get John Williamson out there doing True Blue. So whether they're doing a hockey, you've got John Williams on the car going, hey, All the Hoodoo Gurus. What's my team? <laughs> Number one in the Kia Top 7 from a massive weekend in sport, of course, it's the Aussies winning the T20 World Cup. Southie in, bowls to Maxwell, reverse oh. for the boundary. Look at him go. Austra- Australia wins its first T20 World Cup. <laughs> Mitch Marsh is on a lap of honour. He's thrown away the helmet. Tossed the bat, and he's running around madly in Dubai. A chase of brute force. Go the Aussies. Uh, this has been Ma- Marcus Stoinis. He yeah. was he was on the f- halfway ac- on the field before the ball had even reached the boundary. Wasn't he hugging uh, Zampa, his mate? They love their coffee. Oh, they love each other. <laughs> That's our Kia Top Seven. The all-new redesigned Kia Sportage medium SUV has been unleashed. Find out more kia.com forward slash au. It's interesting hearing Justin Langer's comments at the top of the show. They look like they're enjoying themselves, the Aussies. And I suppose it Aussies when when you're winning, I guess mm. you are. We better get to a break. This is Sports Day back soon. Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. On Sports Day, time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is your place to race this year. Yeah, we had a very exciting weekend of racing around Queensland, didn't we, Chris Nelson? We certainly did, Jase. We had the running of the Keith Now at Doombin, which was a really nice entree to the uh, the Summer Carnival, which uh, kicks off, of course, this Saturday. But one again for the fourth straight year by the Tony Gollan Stable. This time it was Tambo's mate. Now, Tambo's mate, wasn't even going to start in the race. It was going to start at the Sunshine Coast this week. But because of the rain earlier in the week, Tony Gollan decided to run the horse. And there you go. Up it gets to win. So great result for the stable. You know, you know I thought first and third. I thought that was going to win. But, of course, stupid me. Jumped on board. Boom, Sarah. You know, I've got this no. thing for boom horses. It ran last. Uh, okay, let's move on. What's happening this week? <laughs> Okay, this week we are racing at Doombin on Wednesday, Rockhampton on Thursday, Ipswich on Friday, Gold Coast on Saturday, Toowoomba Saturday night. But our main meeting, of course, is at the Sunshine Coast on Saturday afternoon. We have the running of the Swiss Ace Plate. And just looking at the uh, the nomads for that race, it's going to be one of the better races we've seen in a long, long time. It's going to be a cracker. And the Malula Bar Cup, and that kicks off, Jace. That kicks off 20 black type races, 31 feature races, six Magic Millions wildcard races, $20 million in total prize money, of which 10 will go up for grabs on Magic Millions Day over the next couple of months. So we cannot wait. Yeah, it's an exciting time, isn't it? Malulabar Cup. I love Malulabar. When's that? uh, Sorry, what day is that again? It's Saturday. This Saturday, Malulabar Cup and the Swiss Ace Plate at the Sunshine Coast. That'd be nice. I know you like that spot. Yeah, love it. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au, mate. We'll catch up tomorrow and we'll talk about the big Roma Cup this weekend. Yep, yep, certainly. And uh, maybe on Thursday I'll try and find a winner for Roma. But tomorrow, yep, we'll run over that, which is great. Just a winner anywhere for you would be nice, mate. Thanks. Yes, uh, you're breaking up again. 
<laughs> Thanks. Uh, there goes Chris Nelson here on Sports Day. 0457 736 736. Sats and Jace here tonight. Uh, we're after your texts on what sporting events have you stayed up all night for? A lot of tired Aussies today after sitting up, watch Australia beat New Zealand in the T20 World Cup. What do you got, Sats? Boys, I got up and watched all the Socceroos matches for the 06 World Cup. The Japan Japan was amazing. No sleep after that. The round of 16 game versus Italy was heartbreaking, of course. That penalty on sleep? Lucas Neal, I think it was. Mm. Uh, still can't watch the replay. That's um, that's from Liam in Mundubra. I've been in uh, Mundubra. Where is it? Mundubra is uh, in Queensland. It's... Um, we, the QRL every year has a rival, as, as a sorry country round. They take all the games of the country, and we mm. we called the game from Mundubra once. It's a great little town. Um, get up early hours. Yeah, hi fellas. When I was a kid, I would get up in the early hours to listen to Pedro Gallagher and Ripper Doyle call the Kangaroos versus Great Britain games on the radio. I loved it. Showing my age now, but great <laughs> memories. That's Kim, a bloke in in brackets, from Toowoomba. Oh. Peter Pedro Gallagher. He was room with my dad in the 1967 Kangaroo Tour. So and what? Noel, and Noel Kelly. So what era are we talking about those broadcasts? Are they? I'm thinking if it's Pedro Gallagher, Pedro Gallagher got hit over the head with a stool and he had a stroke and he lost all functions in, with one of his arms and he used to talk with yeah. a slur. So I'm thinking, Kim, if you remind us, I, th- I reckon it might have been maybe 78, 82 yeah, wow. It might have even been earlier. Yeah, right. Because okay. Pedro went on the 67 Kangaroo Tour. Yeah. Guys, I'm fortunate enough that I have Optus Sport who broadcast the EPL. I watched my team Liverpool play live for years because there's nothing like in the moment. I agree with you. Uh, that's Michael <laughs> from Bond Beach. You've got to be in the moment. Not like Woogie. Woogie just watches the replay. No, I wasn't. I, yeah, it was. I stayed up and watched Remy Gardner, son of Wayne Gardner, win the Moto2 World Championship. We just touched on that in the Kia Top 7. Only the second father and son combo to win the World Championship in GP. Now, Who'd be the first? That's from Shane uh, in Toowoomba. Yeah, can you tell us who the first is? And is GP classes the Formula 1 as well? Or is no, that... this would be the Moto GP. Okay, It'd yeah. Have to be. Who, Shane, who tell was... us who the, who the first was. Was it Pat? Barry, yeah, I don't know. Well, not doing, obviously. Yeah, no, no. I don't know. That's a mm. really good one. Yep. All right, what else you got? Now, we spoke about uh, in relation to who would you sign, what's the priority? If you had Reed Marnie, Junior Paulo, Clint Gutherson at the Parramatta Eels, it's a bit of a mess there. 13 players coming off contract, whether that's a ploy because they want to clear the decks mm. and get in fresh blood because they had those salary cap concerns a few years ago, four or five years ago. So... There's a method to their madness um, or it's or it's bad retention in relation to their processes. So evening Sats and Jays. But who would you keep? Um, Reed Marnie. I think really? The, I think the number nine is so important to you. And there are so very few very good number nines. And he's still developing. Yeah. What he showed this year before he injured his peck and shoulder showed that he's he's on the an, an elevated development. To being a, a really classy number nine, he, he wouldn't. Was he? Was he going to be the starter for Origin? Yeah, Warriors? he was going to play Origin. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So he would have kept. He would have kept um, Harry Grant out. Well, Harry probably would have come off the bench. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So in relation to, uh, he's talking. Uh, this is um, Mickey G from Woodbury. Uh, based on last season, you have to go the number nine for the Eels. He stands out every time he touches the ball, and great always for his short play. He has got a really good short pass. And mm. what I've stayed up for driving the work vehicle on. What have I stayed up for? Driving, Driving the, the work, work vehicle. vehicle. Mm. Righto. Hope you had a great weekend. We did, we Mickey did. G. Mickey Thank G. you, mate.
I'm on crutches, so I didn't have a great weekend. Yeah, how is your gout's playing up, no, isn't it? It's not gout, it's arthritis. It is same same family. <laughs> it is. Are you are you actually getting around? You're wearing one of those big socks today. It looks very attractive. And you're walking around on crutches. Yep. And complaining. It's annoying. 0457 736 736. Keep your text messages coming through. What have you stayed up for? Big second hour of Sports Day. Australian Olympian Matty De Rosario. Uh, jo- I just said it right, didn't I? Rosario? De Rosario? It's just painful watching you trying to oh, pronounce it. It's the D. That's the D. That gets me. Anyway, she's going to join us real soon. This is Sports Day for the all-new Kia Sportage. It has been unleashed. We'll be back soon. Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.